Hello there Twinkles, it's me, Billy Bragg. I live near Christopher from Dorset and he's asked me on to sing you a lovely folk song because uh, he tells me podcast's not very good this week so uh, here we are. I just tune up a little bit, I don't know why but uh, apparently professional musicians need to do this and have a little chat for quite a long time before we play but anyway here we go uh, I call this song Bin is Burning I was inspired by the plight of the two star podcast crew when uh, they were trying to put Dan in a bin and uh, solidarity with the people that want to burn Dan in a bin uh, I'm all for that cause me and old Corbin we would uh, buy the matches so solidarity brothers off we go Bin is burning, bin is burning, Dan is in it, Dan is in it. So's Dave, so's Dave. Pour on petrol, pour on petrol. Oi. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and uh, you're listening to a uh, two star podcast, innit? So we're all up to date then, aren't we? Amazingly. For the first time in, in months, there's no backlog. Anywho, yes, we are up to date. Um, whose turn is it to drive this time? Uh, Chris? It's my turn, is it? That's so exciting. I was going to say, it's been a while since Chris has done a done an episode. Okay, fine. Well, hello everybody, listeners and fellow podcasters. Uh, I assume you all missed me. Um, matters arising, I guess we'll kick off with... Um, were there any matters arising from last week? Uh, define matters and arising and last week. Well, I've only got halfway through the podcast. Um, what happened in the second half? Not uh, well. I don't remember. Nothing? Can anybody remember how many twinkle points we deducted Christopher from uh, Christian from Scotland for coming up with the name Twinkles? Five. Was it I minus five? I looked at the five? twinkle point chart. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I put on the twinkle point chart, but I couldn't remember if that was what we actually said in the episode. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't really know about okay. the twinkle point Oh, no, chart. I think it was just minus one in the episode. I just assumed the Oh, is it just minus happened. one? Right, yeah. I will update that to minus one then, because I had did have him down at minus five, but that seemed harsh. I mean... I was in quite a bad mood last week. Shall we start off with the twinkle point um, bar chart? Yeah, so the leaderboard is currently Brandon from America in the lead with ten points. Yeah. Uh, followed by everybody else apart from Christian from Scotland, who has got minus one. Yeah. I think there's some uh, fake names on here. Who? People I've never heard of. Well, there's. Well, that's a, that uh, doesn't stop them from being real, Chris. Yeah. Matthew from Weatherby. Yeah. You don't define reality. Who's that? Philosophers disagree. Well, it's a guy called Matthew who lives in Weatherby. Well, has he ever heard the of podcast? Him? Well, I don't know, because he's been mentioned on the podcast before, so maybe See? you just need to pay more attention. By me? He's... I don't believe you. Well, he... <laughs> Go back and listen to at least one, then. Uh, no. I'll take my word over yours, thanks. It's very exciting also, because we've got Robert from Lincoln, which I assume must be Robert Webb, so that is very exciting. That's right. He's a sporadic yeah. listener. He tends to listen when Dan's not uh, on it. Oh, okay. I mean, that seems very sensible. Yeah. So, as a point of order, do we need to apply some retrospective points? Because some listeners have been quite good in the past and are unfairly disadvantaged by this um, day zero thing. I think we need to take into the their long service into account. No, I think we wipe all records, like when the all, when the Premiership began. You know, when the Premiership began, all former records were just wiped. Well, because the thing is, I was going to deduct uh, David from Birmingham some points for going to Bristol when we were, were going to go and meet him. Yeah, that was terrible. He should get... But then I'd have to deduct myself points for shitting too much. Yeah, that that definitely deserves some sort of point deduction. Okay, yeah. well, uh, after he's, he's coming after the reboot, and David from Birmingham is eligible for points this week because he has sent us some seaweed-flavoured gin from... Wales. A Wales is Wales famous for its sea f- seaweed flavored gin. It's famous for seaweed. It is. Is it so famous for seaweed? It's it's made by something I can't pronounce. 
Damhile. Oh, it says at the bottom, D Davile. That's not what I would have expected at all. Uh, Davile gin, and it says it's seaweed. It's small batch farmhouse gin. It says fresh from the Celtic coast. This unique it sounds recipe. like some sort of artisanal bollocks to me. Well, yes. clearly. Uh, it came from David from Birmingham, so it must be. This has only reached you, hasn't it? So. Yeah, so we're going to have to convene a meeting of the board of directors so, so we can all sample it together. Otherwise, I'll just drink it myself. Yeah. I'm not above I'm, that. I'm, I was going to say, I'm surprised you haven't already. Well, I, I showed amazing restraint, frankly, but I'm, yeah, not, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not above doing that. So it says, designed as an aperitif for seafood, this crisp, fresh gin really gets the taste buds going. The perfect gin for a variety of cocktails. We suggest it in martini with sweet vermouth, garnished with orange peel and toasted rosemary. More, more traditionally, drink as a G&T with an elderflower tonic and a slice of lemon. For decadence, drink straight from an oyster shell. No, no, that sounds no, really not, yeah. stupid. No, I'm not going to be doing that. So, yeah, we have a lovely bottle of gin that next time we all meet up, we have to drink together and comment on it, and we have to have some seafood. So That I means think I'm going to have to drink like not chips so that I can still remember it. No, we'll just record us uh, drinking it, and then we'll get ob- obliterated afterwards. Okay, that's fine. So, how many points should we award him? And we have to say that these will be provisional points, because it might be awful. Or poisoned. Um... I'm going to go 20. I think that is 20. 20's a lot, considering we only gave 10 to the man that sends us foreign objects from another country. Okay, I've got a really good way. I've got a really good way of doing this. Um, right. How many units are in the bottle of gin? Um, do you have a calculator? No, they I can tell you. Say. Well, this one does. It does like on a bottle of beer that you would drink in one go, but I don't think it says it on a bottle of gin. <laughs> it does on the bottle <laughs> of gin I buy. <laughs> Since this is 400 units, don't do it. That sounds like a challenge to me. I I've got, well, I've got a bottle of hooch here that's 2.8 units, but I think that's because it's a single serving, although it is 70 centilitres, so I would argue that's not a single serving. So the, it sort of disproves um, my point. The, the bottles of um, vodka definitely have it on. Jesus. That's unnecessary. <laughs> okay, uh, so how, I'm prepared to do the maths. Do you know what the algorithm is? I can work it out. Okay. Well, it is 42% uh, alcohol by volume. Yeah. And it is 35 centilitres. Oh, it's a very small bottle, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, It's about right. It's like a, yeah, that's what um, wanky gin comes in. Yeah, like how crafty. I I thought you said it was seaweed. Well, I imagine it tastes the same. I haven't ever wanked in gin. You haven't lived. So how many units does that make? I've got to put it into the um, uh, the numbulator. Yeah. Um, it might take me some time. You might need to. Uh, yeah. You might. Need to... Yeah, that's it. Right. Right, if this seems like a really long time of music, then uh, I'd like you to know that actually I've substantially shortened it. We are much, much worse at maths than you would imagine us to be. And uh, I shortened it to improve your viewing pleasure. So, peeved from Suffolk, uh, here you are. This, uh, This abridged version is just for you. I thought there would be a thing I just put the number into. I'm going to have to do maths. How long does it take to manipulate the numerals? This is. Well, the, the music's really loud. It is. It's very loud, yeah. I mean, it will when Chris successfully calculates how much alcohol's in his gym. I figured out the formula. Do you know the formula? Well, I found a formula, but it just came up with nonsense. Well, I've got the formula, but I can't do it. Okay, shut up. Turn the music off. It's Fuck it out! Right, I've got the the formula. If you can apply numbers to that formula, so it's 
strength okay. in percentage times volume divided by 1,000. The volume in, in what in unit? In millimetres. So that would be 3,500. Okay. Is it? No. no 350 divided by 1,000. Okay. Well, that says it's 14.7 units. That checks out. Uh, if it was 40%, I found a website that told me it would be 14 units, but I couldn't calculate the other 2%. Yeah, okay, so I think 14.7 points is a, a good... 14.7, ah, so it's a... We have a really nice, consistent way of scoring alcohol. The rule is one twinkle point per unit. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense, yeah. Okay. Uh, so further to Brandon's... And actually, further to, this, yeah. further to this, we can almost... Um, we can almost use this like a um, a supermarket reward card system. Is that the points they accrue is equivalent to one unit? And if they ever track no, us down, no, this sounds very dangerous. I'm not buying anybody booze. No, <laughs> if they ever track us down, I think you um, might like. Have you not? No, if it's a loyalty card, then like the cash value is like point zero zero one p per unit uh, per point. Oh, cash value, yes, but alcohol value. No, because no. then we would have to give them back all of the booze they sent us, essentially. Yeah. And that seems very pointless. Yeah, but that's only, I mean, if, that's, they, that's only if they try That's literally... Them. Well, I mean, like, that's not difficult. No, I think we, we divide it by ten, so David from Birmingham would currently have 1.47 units. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, that seems a little bit harsh, but... And we'll have to measure it out carefully into a beaker. <laughs> So, uh, further to Brandon from America's uh, listener points we awarded last week. Um, so, he, he sent us a letter with the um, the objects, yeah. which I have now um, distributed by post to you gentlemen. They will be with you shortly. Uh, the letter, so Chris, you won't have heard this yet, but it said, I'm sorry that you are receiving this rather than alcohol as previously suggested. In my defense, I did at, and then the uh, letter just stopped. Well, yeah. this week I received a second letter. <laughs> okay. Which says, "Empt to send you vodka and beer via DHL, <laughs> but my plan was foiled at the airport when my package was opened and alcohol discovered. Evidently, t <laughs> so I assume that there'll be some <laughs> more letters coming, coming shortly. Is this like to avoid detection? Like, is this when, like, when you get a new credit card in the post, they send the pin separately? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, okay, so we've, I mean, I think got... I think there deserves to be quite a lot of points for whimsy, because to send to send a physical letter through the post from another country um, is quite in, in whimsical. In, in short sections, is quite whimsical, isn't it? Okay, so if I put Brandon sending us uh, a follow-up letter, uh, and how many points for that do you think? I don't know. Two. How many how many words? I'd, I'd like to standardise this in some way. How many words are there in that letter? Uh, I, I mean, there's no way of knowing. Okay. We don't have the technology to calculate something like that, no. Chris. I, mean. I think I will give him one point. Very beyond the witty man. The uh, objects that he 3D printed were only worth ten, so two and a half each. It seems excessive to give him more than one point for the letter. Well, that's, more, that's his problem, isn't it? Yeah, we can't, we can't like we're not we're not the system is not designed to reimburse people for sending us things. Otherwise, <laughs> it, again, we're back to the basically repaying them the amount that they've sent us. Mm. I would uh, I would I would give more points because of the whimsical nature of it. But the, well, we, because I mean, there's some people that just um, just tweet us and they deserve something, don't they? Yeah. So if we're scoring uh, no, them, not just for tweeting us, no. That's like a minimal effort. Yeah, you don't get a point per tweet unless you do something exceptional. You can't just you don't just get points for talking to us. Uh, I, no, I, mean, I well, think I think that's worthy of points. I think one point for whimsy is fine, assuming it is whimsy and not just ineptitude. And okay. can we rule that out? I don't know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> do you think the postman only visits Texas once a week and uh, <laughs> he just runs slow at writing <laughs> and, and he has to run out? <laughs> <laughs> the postman came and knocked on the door. And he was like, I haven't finished. Oh, shit, fine. <laughs> just just send what I've got so yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. It came in a, a lovely um, airmail envelope with the blue and uh, red chevrons around the edges. Well, which point, is nice. surely. Well, no, because the, the, well, in that case, we need to 
award further points for the um, objects. We need to retrospectively add well, more than ten points. You have to keep it well, in I've scale. Not seen this object yet. Well, okay. Let's wait until it arrives, and then you can. Then we can go back and say, do we award more points? But I don't think we can give more than ten percent of the objects just for a letter. Okay. No. So we're maybe thinking one point per section of letter, and then and then once the whole letter is received, we we mark it. No. Well, it depends because we don't know how many sections there will be, do we? I wonder if no. it's 140 characters. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be weird. It would also be kind of crazy, which I would like. Mm. Why is there a line through Christopher from Dorset? Why can't I? Why can't I accrue twinkle points? Because you're not a listener anymore. Yeah. You gave up your right to get listener points when you became a, a co-host. Okay. I mean, because what are we going to do? Get you to go round to your house and say hi and sign you a copy of your own signature? Um, n- well, no. But I've just realised how corrupt I am. That um, I can award myself my own points. I mean, you can, but we can unaward them. Well, I, I can just block you from having access to the, uh, the Google. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea as well. Well, don't do it yet. I mean, do do it now, though. Let's see what's that done to the total. That's weird, isn't it? It hasn't done anything. It hasn't done anything? No, why hasn't it happens. done anything? I wonder why that is, Chris. Oh, That's no, it's all disappeared. How strange. Oh, how strange. I've myself 100 points. No, it didn't work, did it? It didn't yeah. work. Oh, I've been foiled again. Okay, right. Well, whilst we're talking about twinkle points, um, we are going to need to... Oh, no, I'm on minus 200. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's really awful. So, Chris, I think that means you have to edit the podcast for the next 20 episodes to, um, to make up. So does anybody have any other, any more twinkle points to award? Or we... Well, I'd, I would like to, um, I would like to uh, tell you about the text messages I've been receiving. And then maybe we can award points based on that interaction. Have you had any ASCII dick pics? Well... Um, oh, well, oh, those would be the ones that like an, an eight, receive. and then several. No, eight and eight, then several equals, and then a D. No, I haven't had any of them. Um, I did have a, I did have a message that couldn't be displayed, and then very shortly after, I had, um, I had some communication uh, from James from Crawley. So, I don't know if he attempted to to so send me a message. Think. Would you like to know what he said to me? Um, and some of what I remember saying to him, because my phone is so old, it has deleted the messages I sent back in reply. So I kind of have to guess what I wrote. Yeah? Okay, so was this, this conversation on the official Two Star Podcast text line, was it? It was, yes. Yeah. Have we made it clear that text costs £1 plus your standard rate? No, we didn't make that clear. Okay. So um, he said, Hi, Chris, it's James, superfan. Beep! How's it going? And I said, Oh, something like, Fine, thanks. Did you try and send me a picture? Because my phone can't do them. And he was quite cagey. He said, I accidentally clicked something with my fat fingers and the screen changed. No idea what it was. No picture, though. Um... And then I'm not sure if I said anything to him. Possibly. But sadly, I couldn't see it. Um, so then he said, just wanted to touch base, let you know that I am still listening despite the complete invasion of my privacy, in brackets, more for me. Well, yes, certainly more for him, because now I've got his mobile phone number. Yeah, I mean, he so, never learns, do they? We, we, we're straying into victim-blaming no. here, but he really didn't help, <laughs> did he? <laughs> No, and um, and I think I might might release his uh, his phone number one digit. At I mean, a time. I can't think of any legal reason not to, frankly. Well, I thought I could maintain his anonymity by randomising the order. <laughs> but just um, put it in numeric order. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I mean, that will give him some anonymity, won't it? I mean, it, it would take a long time to... I'm not... Your maths, you tell me how long would it take for somebody to 
what are the, all the combinations of an 11-digit number? It must be at uh, least well, 40 or 50. It's almost certainly going to start 07, though, isn't it? Okay, so that trims it down to 9. Mm. Okay, yeah, so how many combinations are there of, of, nine, car- of 9 digits? It's uh, a billion. Yes. Well, I mean, there's no way of knowing for certain, is there? No. Uh, no. I mean, you'd have to count all the way from one to a billion and then work out how many numbers you'd, you'd gone through on the way yeah, out. Yeah, and that's, and that's frankly just not going to happen, it's is a long it? Time. But, um, I mean, I think that's an acceptable level of, of anonymity for him. Anyway, a I, one I in a billion remember chance. replying... Yeah. Hello, Chris here. Um, before any of you spotty nerds write in... Um, I know it's not right. Um, I know that's not how it works. It's a permutation-based thing, and there's calculation because of repeats. But it just confused Graham, so just just let it slide. I mean, he thinks that one cubic meter is one liter, so just just don't just just let it slide. All right. That's, I remember replying not... to him something like, "Is he um, was he going to go back and listen to all of our?" episodes was he going to be a completist and i recommended against that but said if he wanted to give it a try then 69 to 79 was a good series that was a good which run. i think is fair yeah it was a good run it's all gone downhill since then oh yeah um and he did say he would listen them to them he said i'll give those ones a listen then uh, we'll have to see about the rest. Never say never, though. Maybe I'll get stuck on a really long flight or some kind of Sisyphean coach trip. And I replied What's to that. Or I think that's where you like spend ages trying to push a coach up a hill but never succeed. Well, that sounds Maybe. pointless, doesn't it? I wouldn't do that. That sounds silly. Um, and then I suggested another scenario where he might listen to the ball. I said, or maybe Graham might uh, Joseph Fritzel you and force you to listen to them. And uh, he didn't reply to that. Hmm. I mean, I point out that my woman traps are all already full and, you know, very much single-sex accommodation, so I'm not quite sure where we would fritzle him. Graham's got, uh, Graham's got a basement. That's true. Yeah, that's also one of the woman traps. He may not realise this yet, but... Um, oh, shit. That does explain a lot. Right, so, points. Points for James from Crawley. Does he get any points for that? Uh, no, I don't think so. No points at all. Not just for getting in touch. He texted me like four times. <laughs> so, That's okay, like but... minus one point for being too keen. Well, Christian from Scotland tweets yeah. us every bloody episode. He's that needy. We can't just start auditioning points out willy nilly. You have to actually do something. Should. You have to sing for your supper. Chris, you're overruled here. Yeah. Oh, you're very mean. I'm a bit like Len Goodman. And, no, um, just have high standards. I'm a bit like Len Goodman, though. What's Why is Len that, Goodman on, on Come Dancing? Because he, he looks like a boxer. <laughs> what, what, I don't know. What is Honestly, the mean I, one? I you're literally no like, idea. You're all mean like Simon Cowell, and I'm all generous like Len Goodman. I'm, I'm both Mel and Sue, and you're all Paul Hollywood. These but, are so far from my frame of reference that I just, you could be saying anything. But Paul Hollywood, um, when he's dealing with an old woman or a man, not when he's dealing with um, a bit of skirt that he fancies. I don't. Shall I go on? That doesn't, doesn't help me, not really. Okay. Dan understood. Well, no, I didn't, because the internet ate most of what you said, but, you know. Oh, okay. Let's pretend I understood. Shall we move on to the next interaction? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got this from, uh, I presume it was from a listener. It said, so, your A-level results are in. For info on all your clearing options, visit www.orcallerhotline. I presume it was from a listener. It wasn't very good. Uh, no, that, that's not worthy of points, really. Yeah, I was frankly insulted that they thought I would need to go through clearing. But there we go. Right, I got two more. Mm-hmm. One of them uh, is quick. It says, we have been trying to contact you regarding all your delayed flights since 2012. You are owed £540 each per flight. Reply can't read my own writing something something to check for free so i think that's certainly worth some points isn't it because, well have you, have you uh, replied because i quite like my money <sighs> i haven't replied well can you do that please mm, i'll put it yeah. on my to-do list yeah if you can maybe i should that. do some list of points for not replying yeah maybe okay. yeah now the final one is better as an interaction but i don't know who it was from 
they remained anonymous. So uh, they's very suspicious. It's yeah. very suspicious. You should watch out for that, Chris. They might be like yeah. fishing you or something. Uh, they said, uh, "Hi, is this the number for Thomas the Tank Engine sex chat?" Fair question. It is so. Uh, I replied, "It is, but our service is about as reliable as Southern Rail." <laughs> Uh, do you want to go main line or branch line? I thought there could be some kind of innuendo there. Mm. Um, and are you after a passenger service or freight? I think you may be a troublesome truck, so freight is more your thing. Which I think sounds a bit flirty, doesn't it? Uh, I then really went for it. I said, my steam port is glistening. I have a full head of steam. Where do you want to go? I want to be a really useful engine. Hmm. And you've made yourself very clear there, haven't you? Yeah. So uh, they replied, sorry, wrong number. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't believe them. I said, that is exactly what a troublesome truck would say. You are trying to cause confusion and delay. The fat controller will be very cross. I should shunt you up against some buffers until your couplings squeak. Naughty truck. And uh, then they replied, thanks, that did the trick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fair enough. We don't know who that was. I don't think they need any twinkle points, but the sound of it, they gave themselves a twinkle point there. Okay. Well, there you are, so that was good. I enjoyed those interactions. And uh, So that was just anonymous? Anonymous, yeah. Has your phone got a speaker? A speaker? Yeah. How do you mean? Can you put it on, like, loudspeaker and phone them up? Live on air? Um... Oh, okay. That's that's very high tech. Mm. Um, oh, this is pushing my my. I'm, go- I'm going to assume that. No. no, hang on. Um, what shall I say? Oh no, it doesn't have a loudspeaker. No. Oh right, no. I can hold it it's very very close to the. Um. Yeah. Well, shall we try it? No, no, it won't work. I could give you their number and you could phone them on loudspeaker. Well, they might not answer it because they won't know who the number is because they won't have, like, yeah. you know, Thomas the Tank Engine sex line in their uh, address book. Maybe we should respect respect their privacy. Mm, that doesn't sound mm, like us. I think they've texted me. I think uh, I think that's it, isn't it? I'll edit out the bit where I, where I tell you what it is. Yeah? And then uh, you can phone. You can if you want. Somebody else needs to do it. My phone's downstairs. Who wants to do it? My phone is also on charge in my bedroom. My phone is a long way away and I can't be asked to look out where it is. Okay, well... Um, You've known that for so long. Well, let's just put them on notice then. Next week, we are going to call you up. So there, yeah? Okay. Yeah. So does anybody else have any twinkle points they would like to award? Nope. Okay, nope. then I think we can move on. Hmm. I have a question about whether we whether we need to add another uh, twinkle to our twinkle list. Um, uh, well, I'm not sure if he's a friend of the show or if he is a a twinkle fan. Right. And that's Will from wherever Will's from. Oh, William from I think it's Norwich. I think. No. Yeah. Okay. I'll add him in. Hello, Chris here again. Uh, we have since learnt that uh, Twinkle William is not from Norwich. He is actually from Suffolk. But actually, if you looked at him, you would think he was maybe paid by uh, by Coleman's Mustard to look how he does. He just looks like he's from Norwich. You know the sort. So uh, if you're in Suffolk and you see someone that looks like they should by rights actually be from from Norwich, then that's probably Will, and um, go up and give his uh, his little smiley face uh, a little peck on the cheek from me and the rest of the Two Star Podcast crew. We love you, Will, and um, uh, we're glad you listen. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's not a friend of the show because he listens, and people who listen <laughs> are not friends of the show for very long. That's a very clear definition. I like it. Do you think uh do you think we should give him any any 
nepotism points because we uh, no, I we think, know him. No, I think uh, knowing us should count against him if anything. Yeah, he yeah. Like, if you know really. us and you still listen, yeah. then other, other, everybody else has got an excuse. Mm. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to test out the uh, formulae. It bloody works, lads. There we go. I did some live Excel. Um, it's a very beautiful spreadsheet. Job. I like Thanks. it very much. It's yeah, a shame that. Spent... Are you going to publish um, screenshots of this? Well, I could do, but I don't know how that sits with um, um, uh, whether I can be bothered or not. protection act. No, it's more just if I can be asked. Okay. That is very much the core of the Data Protection Act, to be fair. Yeah, if you can be bothered, then uh, it's relevant. Uh, yes, I will uh, post a picture of the graph um, on the day that each episode comes out. Okay, and people, fine. Listeners can can check their stats and whatnot. Okay, good. Um, I think we should move on to content. Yes. It's not a bad show first. after half an hour, is it? Who has any content? Was that it? Just, just say content. That, that counts. <laughs> Who has any content? That's my question. Who has content? Uh, I do not. I, yes, I've got a little bit. So um, this week, uh, just I don't know what. I can't remember what day it was. Um, but it was uh, Friday. Friday was it? Uh, no, I think it was Saturday. Wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, a reign of terror was brought to an end. So, yep. all, for our newcomers who don't know our uh, very very tired and uh, thin spread joke from last year, I would add it's quite distasteful. Um, well, none of nobody who cares will listen, so it's fine. Mm. So, all of the celebrity deaths in 2016, and none of them were Bruce Forsyth, who we had said would definitely die first. So we posited the theory that he was a demon who was feeding on the souls of all of the other light entertainers, and we went on and on about that for about six months. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's over. They've, uh, I don't know, stake through the heart. Don't know what it was, but I think he just, I think he just um, burned himself out. He went too nuts in 2016 yeah. to try and um, evolve. Didn't work. He burnt himself out, and he could barely feed on enough to sustain it this year. And also, he was a very, very old man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, God rest his immortal soul. Nobody has died since. Nobody will die for the rest of the year. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Except for undertakers. Well, I presume that Brucey didn't leave much in the way of person to be buried, so um, maybe undertakers will be happy now that people are actually dying as corpses rather than withered lifeless husks but no light entertainers will die so celebrity undertakers will be stuffed won't they yeah but fuck them anybody who's anybody who started up last january as a celebrity undertaker couldn't believe their luck had a really great six months it's sort of worn not gone off a bit this year but now now they're fucked and these mm. you know these people have got kids to feed else to pay this these are the real victims here do you think there are celebrity undertakers or do you think it's just general undertakers and um then celebrities that die employ them yeah of course there are no there's celebrity undertakers because um a celebrity isn't going to be buried by any old tom dick or harry like the rest of us shit munchers they they get uh gold-plated quality service don't they they get flown to the cemetery in a private jet Silk-lined coffin. Well, maybe. I mean, I can see... So, Princess Diana, that wasn't... None of that was sort of off the shelf. Was well, that's it? A, that was... was a royal funeral. That's different yeah. uh, kettle of fish entirely. But think about when Elton John dies. He's not going to be buried by co-op funeral homes, is he? Well, I don't know. I mean, who who performs at Elton, John, Elton John's funeral? That just feels like a, you know, a difficult booking. Uh, Cliff I mean, Richards. George Michael. But he, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I think um, um, I think Elton John would probably record himself. Oh, I'd pre-record own, uh, yeah. like a few, yeah, like the news to yeah, yeah that's the kind of shit that he'd do. Yeah, mm. that's, what a dickhead. Well, good for him. I would like him to play. I'd like to die before he does, and then he could uh, play Crocodile Rock at my funeral. Mm. That seems nice and appropriate and moving. Yeah. Okay. Um. What about minor celebrities? Like. <sighs> 
So Alan Rickman, would he have had? He would have had a celebrity undertaker. I'm not sure I'd describe him as a minor celebrity. Mm. No, 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 he was not. What he would I have had quite a theatrical a funeral, wouldn't he? So mm. I was going to go. I was going to go sort of right to the bottom of the celebrity tree, but then I thought actually let's let's pick it apart more. So someone like Alan Rickman, who's been a a sort of serious actor, um, would he go for a glitzy celebrity funeral, or would he just go for a funeral undertakers that were in his area no i think his would be uh quite classy but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a local one i don't think it'd be maybe like whatever the savile row of undertakers is so it wouldn't be vulgar but it would be tasteful refined maybe like a mahogany coffin something like that because i mean as far as funerals go they're, they're sort of they're fairly standard aren't they unless you go really all out over the top so I think even someone who is very, very famous, if they went for a subdued, understated funeral, I think it would be basically the same stuff that you'd get for most funerals. But you get a better class of mourner. Oh yeah, mm. but you don't. You don't. That's not what the undertaker organises. No, but the undertaker has to reflect that as well, don't they? Well, I, I mean, think the undertaker big, probably has to be famous as well. It's a big car that you can fit a coffin in um, and then you have some people to carry it that are dressed in dressed in suits that's all that's all you need isn't it yeah but I guess maybe it would be like Debenham suits instead of Marks and Spencers it's just incremental stuff like that so in, instead of a instead of a Vauxhall hearse maybe it would be um, like a Mazda or something Subaru just, yeah <laughs> just, yeah. just Knock everything up just one one or two notches, but while still keeping it tasteful. Well, and uh, you know, a better digger for the graveyard, that kind of stuff. I don't want a JCB to dig my grave. They, what do you want it done by hand? Mm, I don't care as long as it's not a JCB because uh, it starts it, on Brexit. What if you did it yourself with a shovel whilst uh, somebody held a gun at you? You wouldn't like your wake to be in Weatherspoons, then. Uh, Jesus, can you imagine anything more depressing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be pretty awful. Well, yeah, uh, I, I, I can't. I can't think of a way to somehow like wind James Dyson into this I, thing. Mm, like, he could vacuum up the dirt, or so, I don't know. Just... I guess if you were cremated, they could like just clean up the mess with could, Dyson. Maybe he could invent an extractor fan because that's basically doing the same mm. job as a Hoover, and that's all he can invent. That's very true. Uh, to, to, um, I mean, to be, no, as we established, he did a bit of wheelbarrow. Yeah, maybe they could bring me to the uh, and just dump me in the grave in a in a James Dyson ball barrow. Okay. As, well, as, as, as Chris, I think was maybe just starting to allude to there. I think it's reasonable to assume that I will be forced at gunpoint to dig my own grave before I yeah before I'm killed. So it's probably not going to come up, frankly. Yeah, I mean, by alluding to, I sort of said it, but then oh, uh, yeah. the internet cut out. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that's where you were going with it, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, I I think well, I'm probably I, I can't imagine there'll be enough of me left by the time it gets to burying me. I, I think they'll just have to. Scrape up what they can and put oh, me in a nice. jar. I assume it's, it's one of Daniel's uh, appliances. Yeah, it's assuming Dan is wait, his washing is just finished. I guess. Yep. Why do you do the podcast in the kitchen? Because I have literally two rooms in my house. Flat. Why do you always do your laundry during the like one hour a week that we record the podcast? Well, it's the only time he's not out on dates. Yeah. It? I mean, that is actually part of it. Yes. Yeah. Why don't you have a date that's in your house and then she could be there while you're recording the podcast and she could probably do the washing for you as well. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. Uh, yeah, I was wor worried where that was going. Yeah. But it went there anyway. Have you got a balcony? Yep. Nice. I was just looking at the outside of your uh, block of flats on Google Street View earlier. Yeah, that's no, really cool. I'm definitely going to press my bum up against the glass. There's a creepy thing you definitely don't want to hear people say. I was just looking at your flat on Google... Well, he shouldn't give me his dress, should he? Mm. No, this is a fair point. So anyway, Bruce Forsyth's dead, everyone's safe. Uh, he was quite good, but I did my mourning um, a long time ago when he started killing people. 
think Dan's using his keyboard. <laughs> no, I mean it's very subtle. Yeah, but you, you can't tell. But every now and then, Dan will just be um, just doing anything else on his computer while he's while he's talking to us. Yep. Yeah. At least we know he's not trying to edit a podcast at the same time because he's he's done it ahead of schedule. Um, he's probably getting a head start on the next one that we're going to do in three weeks. <laughs> no. So Graham. Do you want to disrespect the Wu-Tang Clan? I said that again without yawning, couldn't I? Would you like to disrespect the Wu-Tang Clan? Mm-hmm. Oh dear, Christopher's uh, fallen in a bin. Would yeah. you like to disrespect the Wu-Tang Clan? Uh, I would not like to disrespect them, but I would like to report on a man who did. Go on then. And that person is? So, I assume you are um, familiar with uh, Bellend of the Decade, Martin Shkreli. I assume that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. So he's the man what bought all the age drugs um, and then sold them out of his boot at five times of no five thousand times value or whatever it was. I don't really understand. Anyway, he mm. is in court to go to prison for doing some fraud or something, and it's been quite difficult to um, get jurors who are going to be impartial. So, uh, on account of him being a massive bell. Well, precisely. So the the American jury selection system. I don't know how similar it is to ours. Uh, they have a, a very formal process by which um, they have to be interviewed and they have to be dismissed if they can't be impartial. And also, uh, each side, the defence and the prosecution, have um, like wild cards where they can uh, eliminate people just for no reason, which is, is quite exciting. Uh, I read about it in a book. Um, and so I've got some quotes from some of the jurors who were rejected. Uh, there have been a lot going around the internet there's probably better ones than these but these were all together on one tweet and it made it easier Uh, so number one uh, they said are you aware of him you have to be fair and impartial if you don't think you can do that you have to tell us Uh, so juror number one said I'm aware of the defendant and I hate him Uh, the court said I'm sorry and he replied I think he's a greedy little man Uh, juror 144 Uh, was asked if he could decide the case with an open mind, and he said, I don't think I can because he kind of looks like a dick. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, juror number 59 said, Your Honour, totally, he is guilty, and I can't let him slide out of anything. Uh, And the court said, Is that your attitude towards anyone charged with a crime who has not been proven guilty? He said, No, it's my attitude towards his entire demeanour, what he has done to people. And they said, All right, we're going to excuse you, sir. And then juror number 59 said, and he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> I think my favourite of all of them was the guy that said that the only way, in which, the only thing he could be impartial about was which prison the guy went to. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Now, if you were not an idiot, but you also hated this guy, wouldn't you pretend that you could be impartial? Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. Well, you say that, but also uh, a lot of people just really don't want to do jury service because it's a massive pain in the ass. A lot of people are stupid enough to believe in God, and so they think that because they've put their hand on a book, if they lie, then they would go to hell. They could do that thing like in... Um, was it in To Kill a Mockingbird? Where the, where the vicar swore on his own Bible, but it wasn't a Bible. Or was uh, it? It was a bottle of whiskey in a brown paper bag, I think, wasn't it? No, nice. there's a there's a film where a priest a priest goes in to give um, evidence, and he says, "I've bought my own Bible," and it's actually a it's actually a ah oh, it's um, a copy of Huckleberry Finn. What film is that? I don't know. You're the one that's brought it up. Don't <laughs> expect us to. Uh... Well, I know it's like not source your circuit. your references. No, it's not short circuit. Or short. Circuit. <laughs> That's your only movie reference. So that does. <sighs> okay. I, I've got absolutely no idea what you're talking about. To be honest, I think it maybe wasn't to kill a mockingbird. It. I mean, it sounds plausible. I wasn't going to challenge it, but it also sounds like it probably wasn't. So I don't know. I'm conflicted. Uh, okay. I'm sure that happened. That happened in a film. I We're watched. not doubting you, Chris. We just well, the thing is, is I'm sure it happened in a film that I've watched. So well, I mean, yeah, that's perfectly plausible. It might have been in um, Murder She Wrote. <laughs> it's quite a wide. I don't think that was a film. No, but it's 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 
a thing I would have watched. Fair enough. Mm. This might prove a loser. Do you have a... a, a... take some uh, lengthy research. I don't like your music, it's too loud. Can you make it stop? Right. I don't know, I can, will... can you do something other than researching films that you've watched? Well, I will, I'll go away and do it as homework, but I'm sure it's a thing that I've seen but I just don't know in what film. I think there should be twinkle points if people are able to identify it. Yeah? I can't hear a word you're saying. Nope. No, it's been quite a big issue this week. You're about five it? times worse than usual. Mm. Mm. It's becoming unsustainable, I think. I think it, it just it's just too, too bad to make it work, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've rung 50 minutes out of this. I think that's uh, an achievement in some respect. Okay, well, would you like to know some actual interesting, funny thing that happened? Yes. I don't know why I didn't think to say it sooner, but um, I have found out today that I now own a classic car. Oh. Now, that's quite okay. exciting, isn't it? Do you know would because you, like you to... won an eBay auction or something? Well, would you like to guess what kind of classic car I own? Uh, is it a uh, Triumph? It's the only one I could think of. No. No, that would certainly be a classic is it, uh, car. Rolls Royce Silver Shadow. No, but I would certainly say that that would be a classic car. Would you like to guess, Daniel? Mm, no. I think okay. interaction <laughs> probably isn't working terribly well. Maybe if you just tell us and then when we listen back we can hear it. Yeah. The classic car that I own is a 2004 plate Peugeot 206. Uh, and how is that a classic car? Well, I am glad you asked, Daniel. I got a letter from my insurance company announcing mm. that my car was now a classic car. And as such, they had changed the designation of my insurance to classic does that mean your insurance is very expensive now? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look at the letter. Because that's quite <laughs> My that's wife did. a great trick, isn't it? They just send you a letter and say, oh yeah, that's a classic. Uh, you need to pay us a lot more money now. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that car's very desirable for thieves now. It's only a matter of time before somebody tries to nick it from you. She said it had gone up a little bit. Oh, wow. But not a lot, so... So, is there any kind of criteria for what is a classic car, or is it like a... Well, um, apparently, so I'm looking this up because I'm curious. Uh, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs define a classic car for company taxation purposes as being over 15 year old, years old and having a value in excess of £15,000. <laughs> I don't think your car is £15,000. Fifteen pounds, possibly. So my car is uh, is only thirteen years old, and its value is um, at a stretch fifteen hundred. I'd say that would be a really no, it's, good day. It's, that would be a really good day if somebody if you wash it, it and you leave twelve hundred pounds cash in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind of criteria. I just said that because it's ten percent, so it's quite neat. Yeah, I think that's how it works. But really, I mean, yeah, maybe five hundred. Well, I, I mean, they, they do list Peugeot two hundred sixes on classiccarsforsale.co.uk, dot co dot uk. So, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> I think. Wow, I didn't know that I had previously owned a pl- classic classic car. Yeah, you, you shouldn't like have a, uh, you shouldn't got rid of it, it should you? Yeah. Yeah. You you could be sitting on a gold mine there, a a blue sort of turquoisey gold mine. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like such an idiot now. Maybe that's why the uh, suspension was so fucked because um of the inherent value. 
of the car, just weighing it down. It's like, it's like it had gold in the in the doors. Well, not literally, but figuratively it did. And maybe the weight uh, just... I don't know, maybe some magic happened because of the classic state of the car. I mean, state of the car, sure. Mm. So, uh, 2005 to 06, uh, with 86,000 miles, is worth £1,650. Oh, but that's the GTI version. You don't have a GTI. Uh, no, I don't. And a convertible version of it, with 92,000, is worth €4,900. Well, there you are. Wow. That seems like an oddly specific amount. Uh, it's probably because of exchange rates. Ah, yes. Good thinking. Uh, okay, well, congratulations on your classic car. Good. Um, I, will. I assume you'll be uh, getting a tweed flat cap and waxing your moustache. Those are all things yeah. I would be prepared I mean, to do. I mean, doesn't he do that anyway? Yeah. You would yeah, you were just um your whole life has been. Maybe you've somehow classicized your otherwise unclassified car. Oh yeah, maybe it's because of the the kind of class yeah. of person who drives it. Maybe that's what they're looking at. Possible, isn't it? You know how on Top Gear they say that a car can't be cool if any of them own it? Mm. Maybe because you're so I bet you none of them have ever owned a two oh six. I no, almost guarantee that, yeah. Well there you are then. Maybe they've owned all other cars. Well on that bombshell. That's a good, On that a good link, mm. good uh, like sort of segue, isn't it? Yes. I'd like to have a go on a segue. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be quite fun. Mm. Right, Jesus well, Christ, Chris, will you just end this? I'm, I'm, I've given up. How do you know I didn't end it already, but you couldn't hear? Oh, Jesus, no. I've been sat here for 55 <laughs> minutes and it ended after five. I just said, no, this isn't working, let's stop. Yeah. And nobody, nobody listened to me, so we just carried on. Okay, well, it's mm. and it's it's in Adam's hands now. He's the only one who can stop this. Well, Chris, uh, I hope you enjoy editing the shit show. Why haven't you stopped it yet? So I'm going to do it. No, wait for you to stop it. Yeah, just waiting. press stop. Well, just press stop. I'm sure you can be trusted. Fucking hell, stop it. Stop. Hello there, Twinkles. Billy Bragg here again. I reckon to celebrate getting through that podcast, we should sing my lovely song, Bin is Burning, in a round. Off we go. Bin is burning, bin is burning, bin is burning, bin is burning, sun 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 is bur